Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Wrestling Time Machine by Sports Kita. You can find us on YouTube at Sports Kita's Wrestle Binge. <laughs> Bill Apter, Teddy yes. Long, two of my favorite friends. I get to see them each and every week, and they're with us again this week. Hey, guys, how y'all doing? Hey, man, Good. I'm doing great, Good. man. Great to be with you guys every week, man. What an honor. You I, too. And I, you mentioned you mentioned Wrestle Binge. Today, I'm on a pretzel binge. Oh, God. I one day we're going to get Bill in here when he's not hungry. <laughs> I don't know he's not popping Tic Tacs. He's doing check, pretzels. Check this out. Now, see, Teddy, do you remember how we ended the last show? Yeah. He did that very that very thing right there. You did right. that very thing. You just this did. Is chapters. It's chapters. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> hey, look, uh, there's some really cool news that took place uh, within the last day or so. It depends upon when you're seeing this. The Undertaker uh, made some comments about MJF uh, from AEW, basically saying that he would love to face MJF, but he needs to leave that secondary promotion AEW. But he did put over props on, uh, of course, uh, Maxwell and and MJF himself uh, had the opportunity to choose where he's going pretty soon in uh, 2024. Um, but uh, right now, I'm, I'm getting lost, guys. I'm sorry. Split that out. See, what did I tell you? I have my cards in the Blooper King, brother. The pretzel. The pretzel trick did it. He's the master of the bloopers. <clears throat> Here we go. Master the disaster, if you will. Here we go. Three, two. Sorry, guys. We're going to pick it up right where I talk about Undertaker. That's okay, Mac. It's Start okay. it again. Start it again. Three. for them to edit. Three, two. All right. So Undertaker, <laughs> this past couple of days, has made some comments about MJF from AEW, basically saying that he would love to face MJF. Uh, but he would need to leave that secondary promotion, which was AEW. And that's according to uh, The Undertaker. And MJF now with the opportunity to choose AEW or WWE in 2024. And a lot larger audiences with WWE than he's getting with AEW right now. And I'm curious to know what you two think MJF should do as far as professionally. Where do you think he should go? I, I and Let me just say. I know money is a factor. That's always a factor in the things that are going on. But I'm I'm looking at it as right now MJF in AEW is a champion. He is a world champion. I'm not sure how much higher he can go in AEW as it is. So wouldn't the only move really be the smart move for him, WWE? Well, this uh, depends now if AEW is willing to lose him. You know they could up the they could up the ante in money in terms of TV saturation. Mm-hmm. It's not really a fair game yet because WWE has more TV outlets and I think more streaming outlets than um, AEW does. I could see uh, Maxwell Jacob Friedman in WWE, but I don't think. He would be at the level he is at AEW currently. I think they'd have to see if he grows in that spot. Cody was a natural to get into that spot. I don't know if MJF would be the same type as Cody to go. Cody to go right in there and be successful right away. Teddy, what are your thoughts? 
I think that uh, MJF would go right in there, and I think he'd blow right up just as soon as he went in the door. Because here's the thing. He has sense enough to establish himself. He knows exactly where he wants to go and what he wants to do. And he's a real tough competitor in the ring. So he's really made a name for himself in AEW. And a lot of that stuff, his promos and stuff that he's done in the ring have been his own creation. Yeah. I don't believe some of that stuff was written. I believe some of that stuff was this guy being for real. For sure. And with, a, with a guy, you know, being for real like that to be able to cut his own promos, promos that make sense and promos that get over and make him the heel that he really is. He is a, a, a smart guy. And I think WWE would love to have him. I mean, you... You you bring him right in. You 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 got you got uh, this guy L.A. Knight. You know he's just waiting on somebody. You, you see what I mean? So I think, like I said, MJF is a star. He's made a name for himself in AEW. So that means that WWE wouldn't have no hard time trying to get him over. He's already over. I think if he makes that move there, he'll go. And they got the money. Yeah, but keep in mind, keep in mind though that regarding the promos, in a lot of his promos. Uh, he uses cuss words. He really does. And that, once he's in WWE, it's not going to have that cool impact that he would have in AEW because well, he's allowed to do that there. Well, I, I think that once he makes that move and he goes to WWE, it's a whole different story. You know, you're, you're in a whole different, you know, different mm -hmm. era. And I think once they sit down and talk to him and explain to him, you know, this kind of language that we can't use because, you know, this is not real. This is entertainment. And if he if he's laid out the the laws of the land and like I said he already knows that he probably does that in AEW because he can get away with it you know probably no problem but if he can't get away with it I don't see him not wanting to abide by the rules and get a big nice paycheck you know I I, I MJF is a smart guy man he is and of course he's got some friends in WWE Cody Rhodes being one of those and Triple H would love to have him as well uh, so there, there's a lot of opportunity I believe. Uh, for MJF in WWE, probably more on the upside in WWE than there is an AEW. And uh, that's pretty much, you know, if I'm looking at it, it from his standpoint, uh, again, putting money to the side, but just career and enjoyment and where I think my career should go. The next step I would think is going to be WWE. I don't care who you are in this business and what level you may be in. The truth is every single wrestler wants to eventually end up in the WWE. Well, and the other thing, too, there's so many people that are still in this business that still believes in the buddy system. They, that has got yeah. to go. People that need opportunities and people that should have the opportunities are not getting them because, well, it's the buddy system, you know, that old school way. Well, things have changed. So and I hope, you know, that it's for the better. You know, you, for instance, while we're talking, look at Jay Carlyle. You know what I mean? God bless her, man. What a great opportunity for her to sign with WWE and I oh, yeah. multi-year yeah. uh, deal there. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, if 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 WWE saw that in her, why why didn't AEW keep her? Why didn't they sign her to something like that? Because I, they didn't they didn't want to keep her. Now I will say this, and this is not bash AEW. Again, I, I never wanted that to come across that way, but I did have frustration with how they used Jade. Because I always felt like Jade, and I think I said this last week, was like a special attraction. You really didn't get to see much of her, so she didn't ever really have a real purpose with AEW. There was no story. It was just she showed up and that was it. Well, that's jealousy. And then, because uh, I mean, there are people there that know what to do with her, okay? People know. But like I said, it's that, it's that thing, man. She looked great. 
She's good on the mic. She was, and she'd come a long way in the ring in such a short time. She learned how to work, man. And it, it's, I mean, she just shined. And a lot of people just, well, you know, everybody not worried about somebody going to take their spot. You ain't got no spot. Well, remember her contract was ending and I think a lot of the talent, for example, an MJF grew up in WWF, WWE territory. Mm -hmm. So that's where the long range dream is to go. Most fans that become uh, wrestlers that grew up in these various territories, there was no AEW back then. They all watched WWF, WWE, WCW back then. So, yeah, the dream is to get to WWE. Um, I think AEW, I don't think, could have kept Jade because her contract ran out and she didn't want to renew. She wanted to go to the what you want to call the bigger company. A lot of people would call a bigger company because that may have been her dream growing up. I, I totally agree. Oh, while we're talking about uh, Jade coming over, we were going to talk about that. Now that she is in WWE, how would you like to see her used? What feuds could you see coming down the line for her? Well, Any fantasy she could, booking? She could be the first girl to first lady to slam Nia Jax to make a really big impact because she's got that whole muscle building thing going on that power thing and uh nia Jax is destroying everybody so if they want to bring her in fairly quickly again depending upon when you're watching this that would be a hell of a uh, a hell of a thing teddy what are your thoughts on that what do you think well, we should do with jade i kind of agree with bill right there too i kind of like i think right now would be the time to put her with nia jack like bill said nia is destroying everybody and plus nia is a sweetheart and I can, and Jay Cardale is too, both of them. You know, I've got a chance yeah. to, you know, spend a lot of time, especially with Jay during her training. I had a chance to be right, right there with her a lot. So I'm just saying, I think that those two would tear the place down. You know what I mean? And I think that they could work with each other without any attitudes or any problems. You know, they would want to, you know, do stuff with each other that would, you know, that would work and draw money. So I kind of like that too, Bill. I'd like to see her Thank come you. in and, uh, Go right, go right straight to Nia Jack. Now, yeah, I would I mean, like to see it be a slow build, though. I would love to see her come in as like maybe that Shawn Michaels and Diesel uh, deal where she comes in maybe as an enforcer for Nia Jax. Nia Jax continues to maybe put her down a little bit till eventually they have a, a heated moment, kind of like the Batista, where it's like, that's it, you're done. And then they hit each other, get, they go after each other after that. See, maybe I want to see something totally, I want to see her run in there. Nia Jax is attacking people. Jade comes in. Oh, my God. Who is this? Boom. Oh, my God. Look at this. He's lifting up Nia Jax and slamming her. But that's too not, quick, isn't it? Not, that's right. Not right away. Yeah. Not right away. If you if they both meet the first time, all I want right there is the big stare down. That's yeah, all I want. I, I want that tense moment right there. Nia is looking down and Jade is looking up. You know what I mean? And you know, it's like, you know, what what what's going to happen next? And finally, you know, maybe we get the officials in there. Uh, Adam Pierce, I think they're using him quite a bit now, you know, if, as far as authorityism. Mm -hmm. He hits that ring, brings some ref down with him in, and he stops that right there. Not tonight, ladies. We can do yeah. this one. I want to see. I want to see. Dude, I want to see it right out of the gate. And, and, that, and as a fan, I would too. But as a businessman, I'm thinking there's money, too much money to let it all happen in you one got, night. 
You so, got to save it. You got to yeah. save it. You know, and then you still don't give it to her. Maybe one time you get ready to go give it to him. She goes for it. Then something happens right there. You know what I mean? And then the time that she really gets it, that's when it means something. Now, keep in mind, though, there may be a lot of fans who don't know who she is either. True. Well, that's true. I can't, I can't, I, I can't go along with that. You know, wrestling man, they know who she is. That, that's well. Some people, <laughs> they, some they people know who don't she watch is. it all. Yeah, but I mean, but I, you're going to get some of those people too, like you say, Bill, that don't watch it all. But the ninety percent of the wrestling audience know who Jade Carter is. What they should do, because everybody knows that Jade is with WWE. Uh, they should do a little package, maybe build her up over a couple of weeks in videos and uh, yeah. get, get her prepped yeah. before she shows up so that when she does show up, people know who she is because they've been seeing the little video, you know, pieces on her. So. Well, they may do that. I mean, they got a little stuff out now that yep. uh, they put out, you know, not, no video package or nothing, but they've got a welcome package out there now. Yeah, she's got her showing up at the Performance Center. She's actually walking up to the Performance Center in the video I just saw today. Uh, mm -hmm. So I think she may have posted that herself, actually. What hey, a buzz. What a buzz this has created. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, that, I, I wonder, you know? though, does that hurt AEW, Bill? Because it seems like some of their top talent keeps leaving the company and going to WWE. Well, we're talking, who? Cody already left. Jade is gone. There's one other guy who may be leaving. Mm -hmm. And, um, well, you've got, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like AEW when they get WWE, here's the difference in the two companies. A, WWE can take an AEW talent and get them over and put them on TV, make them something to watch. AEW seems like they get WWE talent and you never see them on TV. They just disappear. They're because not there. That, because of the people that are in charge are the wrong people. That's why you don't see them. It's people that still with that old school mentality. You know what I mean? Well, no, I will wait on you. You, you know, we'll just yeah. wait and see if you work out. How they you know, can't get Nero over is still beyond me. They're trying yeah. now. They brought in his lovely wife, used to be Lana, mm -hmm. and it's just still not that superstar level that I think he should be at. I, I still contend. Guys, but there are people that work in AEW know exactly how this works. They know how to get people over it. They're just not doing it. I, I tend to believe that maybe there's a, a conscious effort uh, to not let some of those guys shine on in AEW. And I think one of the problems is, and I've said this from the get-go with AEW, and we'll switch topics uh, after this, but one of the problems with AEW is that I, they're a smaller physique company except for the WWE guys that they bring in. For the majority of their AEW originals and people who have been there, they're smaller talent. They're not mm -hmm. as big as the people in WWE. So when you get these guys coming from WWE into this company that's used to having mid-sized to smaller frame guys, the WWE guys tower over them. They look like they should kill them. And that's why I think we're not seeing them on TV because the other talent goes, hey, it'll make me look bad. No, no, you know. AEW is different. AEW is a different animal. I look at AEW like and how well they drew at Wembley and they're drawing in other places really well. But I look at them as similar to what the ECW uh, family was like. It's a different style than WWE. It's not the same thing. 
and it appeals to fans and it doesn't appeal to fans. Same as WWE, it appeals to fans and it doesn't. You've got your choice. You don't have to watch both of them. You don't have to watch either one of them. It's all your choice. Yeah. Guys, let's move on to another topic real fast here. Uh, well, speaking of fast, Fast Lane is coming up for WWE on Saturday, October 7th, uh, which is, uh, I imagine you'll be seeing this before that happens, uh, where Nakamura will face Rollins in another match. And I'm still thinking, and I know, Teddy, you're going to say no. I still think that Nakamura has a chance to take that belt. Why? I just, I just have this feeling. I just feel like we're going to see him take the belt. I don't know why. It's just a gut feeling that I think that WWE is going to throw us a curve. Well, I mean, I'm just that's possible. You know, once again, this is entertainment. Okay, so it's that's possible. You know what I mean? I mean, you, my thing is, I'm looking at it like this. You know, I and no, they're not going to Japan either. By the way, just in case you asked that, right? <laughs> And the other thing, not Nakamura, I got nothing against him. I love him to death, but yeah. I just don't see him. I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's just me. I, we'll just wait and see. Yeah. I'll just I just, I just like the presentation cannot, of uh, of him lately. Go ahead, Bill. You, you cannot knock Amora. No. <laughs> I, he's, a, he's an excellent performer, and his interviews, Seth Rollins, I know how your back works. I mean... I know you're very compelling. So even if you don't feel he's going to win, he's drawing you into the match with these great interviews. Yes. Well, he's, 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 he's very entertaining. Yes, he is. Well, and I think this may be the best presentation I've seen of him, if you want to know the truth. I like the way that they're using uh, just the style of video delivery like Bill was just doing a minute ago. I like that. It comes across much better, and it gives you more of an insight of who Nakamura actually is. Well, he's been there a while, and finally, you know, they're discovering him. You know what I mean? They're seeing, you know, what, what, what really talent this yeah. guy really has. Yep. Think of this. Think of this. He injures Seth Rollins' back, and he just about has him pinned, and Damian Priest cashes in. Well, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be, like I said, if Nakamura gets anywhere close to taking that title, there's going to be some type of interference. I Do either of you think that Damian Priest push with the money in the bank briefcase right now needs to happen already because it's getting like what's going on with this guy i you know i i don't know the background of that case i know it a lot of times it gets uh defended almost right away in most cases or pretty quickly after how long what's the longest anybody's held that has it been a full I year i don't know can't tell you i mean I fans you. If, if you're watching right now and you know leave the comments down below in the, uh, the comment section subscribe too while you're down there um, but I uh, would love to know because I, I, somebody out there, I'm sure, knows who's had it the longest time. And I wonder if anybody's ever carried it for a full year. And But uh, is Damien staying at that championship level than he was several months ago when he first took that? Yeah. Uh, that's a good question, actually. And, and, and you know, I, I, I would say no. Yeah, that's just my I'm, that's just my my opinion. I don't but, think yeah. they're playing him up as much as they did before. Yeah, I, I agree. But now I have seen WWE do this before where they build somebody up, get them really hot, and then they pull back. 
And then they come back again when you think they're not going to come back. So maybe that's a good sign for him that maybe uh, he's getting ready for a really good, good push. Well, it's, uh, called, it's called longevity. Yep. <laughs> you want to keep that job as long as you can. <laughs> Look, speaking of jobs and keeping your job as long as you can, WWE released several talents uh, uh, just recently that include Mustafa Ali, Rick Boggs, Aliyah, uh, Elias, Riddick Moss, Top Dollar, Shelton Benjamin, Emma, Dolph Ziggler, Dabakato. Is that how you say his name, Bill? Dabakato? Mm-hmm. Okay, Dabakato and uh, Dana Brooke. Mansoor, Mace, Quincy Elliott, Shanky, you, Ulisa Leon, Kevin Ventura, Cortez. Those are the names I've got. Also, I thought there was somebody else. Matt Riddle. Yes, Matt Riddle was the one I was thinking of. So there's a lot of names in this list that really surprised me. Uh, Teddy and I, we talked about this last week on Road Trip After Hours. Bill, what what were your thoughts on some of the names that were released? Were there any that surprised you? Mm-hmm. Dolph Sigler. Really surprised me because he's always been there uh, as somebody they could count on to do anything that they wanted. And, you know, people weren't sick of him either. Um, Matt Riddle, unfortunately, uh, allegedly was let go because of this thing that happened at JFK Airport in New York that was all over the Internet. And he's had problems. uh, He's had problems in the past. Um, I'm glad you brought that up, Bill, because I'm going to read something real fast. I, I, I copied this down. What kind of problem do you have in the past? Well, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to read you something that'll kind of explain. We're talking all about Matt Riddle. Right? Yes, yeah. Matt Riddle. All right, here's come back what, in, uh, Matt. Matt come I, back I am. In. I'm getting. I'm getting my phone, Bill. Hang on. Okay. Uh, this came in, and this is something that Dana White from UFC made comments about Matt Riddle uh, when he was asked about him, and he says, "Quote." The reason Matt Riddle didn't win in UFC is because out of 365 days a year, he only had to turn up three, turn up for three of those. And of those three, he couldn't even pass a drug test. His mind is so effed up and weak. Also remember that this is the guy who in an interview said he smoked marijuana so he wouldn't beat his wife and son. Ooh. That's that's Dana White describing uh, the character of uh, Matt Riddle. So he doesn't have a lot of friends in the UFC, and that company pretty much took over WWE. And I'm sure a lot of those hard feelings came through uh, TKO management and everything else because they've got history with Matt Riddle. Well, plus this recent problem at Kennedy Airport. Yes, uh, And we talked about that. I even mentioned then, I said, I got a feeling this is going to be a problem for him because as Triple H has said, and and Teddy, you know, the the tolerance level in the back, Triple H said, he's just burned through too many chances. We just can't justify it. Well, I mean, Matt did it to himself. Yep. And and that's the only thing you can really say. I mean, he did it to himself. There's nobody got in his way because he had all the talent in the world. Yeah, and I mean, they were using him, and he looked good on that TV. I like Matt Riddle. I really did. I enjoyed watching him, man. But like I said, you know, some guys, you know, they just have, you know, other problems that we may not even know about. So, but Matt keep did it himself. Keep in mind that when people go, went to WWE and other companies, could be non-wrestling related, you feel like this is it. I'm set for life. I'm making good money. This is and then a merger happens and everything falls apart. 
And you would think the people in the wrestling business would understand more than anybody else. This job could be over tomorrow. I mean, it's just, they don't, just how- they don't, they do not. They think that they're here forever. Yeah. And it's just like, like you say, it doesn't, nothing is forever. Nothing. No, wait, wait, from, wait, from wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I just got a, a note from Raju over at sports Kita. Mm-hmm. Dear Bill, thank you for your dedication to us. Best of luck in the future. Please pack your desk. Oh, wait a minute. I just got one here. Oh, it's from Raju. It's probably telling me the same thing. Dear Mac, congratulations on a new job at Sports Keto. You'll be taking over the duties of Bill after. Hey, all right. Hey, look, I do want to talk about one thing before we go. Hulk Hogan got married just recently to a uh, young lady uh, named Sky Daly. She is 45. He is 70. Go ahead, boy. And uh, there's one thing that came up from that entire wedding that is now breaking in and everybody's talking about it. There was somebody missing from that wedding. Mm-hmm. And that was Hulk Hogan's daughter, Brooke. Uh, mm-hmm. She had said that, quote, as we all experience this with our own families, the dynamics of a family unit continuously changes over the years. With that being said, my family has experienced a lot of change with all of it happening in the public eye. I've had to learn how to best navigate those changes as they come, which has been difficult to say the least. From my own journey to healing and happiness, I have chosen to create some distance between myself and my family, and I'm focusing on people and things that heal my heart and align with my own personal beliefs, goals, and values. I wish him well, end quote. Bill, is there more to this than I know about? I, I'm, I wasn't even aware the family was having any issues at all. It just sounds like maybe she's had enough of the public life with her dad and mom and all that that's gone on over the well, years. And been, she's went- know, Hulk, this, this is Hulk's third marriage. You know, mm-hmm. there were issues in the past with the family, with uh, Linda, with the first wife, then with uh, Nick. And it's just, just a whole mess. So her distancing herself, all I can say is, Good luck to Hulk and Sky. Wish you lots of love, lots of luck. I hope it works out. I, and I'm the same way. Look, I wish the best for everybody. I, I don't want anybody to hurt or, or have to do without or anything else. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those sad cases in wrestling where and it's not just wrestling. This is anybody who's in a high profile uh, kind of situation. In the public the family eye. gets drawn yeah. in. Yeah. And when your family gets drawn in, that can get really hard and really tough, especially if they didn't choose to be in there. Although. Brooke Hogan wasn't exactly naive to the business because she's been in it for so long that she was, you know, creating a lot of buzz for herself, just like her dad was doing. So, you know, you got to kind of pay the price as you go along and play the game, I would imagine. She's got to do what's best for her. All right. I think that's it. What's coming up for you, Teddy? Anything? Uh, Coming up this Friday night, I'll be in Sykesville, Maryland for Adrenaline Championship Wrestling. They're having a big tag team tournament there, so I'll be there on behalf of James Ellsworth, and they got a great big show, and uh, we'll see you Friday night, Sykesville, Maryland. Can you kind of sit up a little bit more and let me see that shirt? I'm trying to figure out what you're wearing there. I'm wearing the uh, Road Trip After Hours. It's our podcast t-shirt. That is a good-looking shirt, by the way. One of my favorite shows. Oh, you got it's a great show. You got to join in, by the way. Friday the 13th, October, Friday the 13th. Very special show. You'll want to join us for that. And uh, one of the reasons why it's so special is our one-year anniversary for Road Trip After Hours. We'll be celebrating our 52nd episode, 52 episodes. So uh, we're looking forward to that. Bill, what's coming up for you? Um, 
On the 30th of this month, I will be at uh, Tommy Fierro's convention, ISPW, at the Rockaway, New Jersey Shopping Center. And Tommy Fierro, I know I sent you a video, but 25 years as a promoter and successful. Congratulations from everyone here at Sports Kita. Tell him I said hello, too. I know, Tommy. I will yep, and Tommy's a friend of mine on Facebook, so we all say congratulations. Yeah, I'm Mac Davis. That is WWE Hall of Famer Teddy Long and pro wrestling legendary pro wrestling journalist Mr. Bill Apter. And this has well, been the Wrestling Time Machine. Holla. See you at the matches. There we go. That was a good half. That